0: the around the nfl podcast
1: ran into a buzzsaw this week
2: from the chris Wesling podcast studio it's around the nfl the week eight preview i'm dan Hansis. heroes here greg rosenthal mark Sessler. you know what the buzzsaw is this week it is the middle of the dang season, and there ain't no buys. Yeah. Mm. 16 football games we, between Thursday and Monday. Yeah, and
3: we, you know, we were, I, I was acknowledging, I think you are agreeing, that, like, I don't track, like, buys obsessively until, like, the week is upon us. And I thought we are in this nice little comfort zone where, like, six teams are mm-hmm. having a little week six, vacation.
2: Four, six, four. Even two, it's like get one game off the buzz. Yeah.
4: Nah, bro. That was a total buzzsaw. Bang buzzsaw, bang job. You know what the buzzsaw is locks record right now. That's your that's your buzz. I
2: mean, that's how you come into the show. <laughs> oh wow. They they brought it up on the graphic if Let's you're watching. Say, on- Greg Risenghoul, six and one, Damned Tanzas four and three, Wesling Bros four and three, Dark Sessler under the five hundred mark. That's like being under the Mendoza line in baseball mark, hitting under two hundred. I gotta I, I yeah. gotta get that up a little bit. I am gonna
3: shift into what's good for the show at this point. Um oh don't do that. I'm not gonna no, I'm gonna try to win. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it in a with some flair.
2: Okay. And also I guess we could use this as a congratulate Greg on another title. No. There's too no. much I
4: don't know why too much I was just trying to, to make think up. what's a buzz saw this week to too write that, that uh
2: so I don't know if we can uh we have uh, Eric behind the glass Madison, like do we wanna just end it right now because I think we end it. Okay. Has,
4: have you mathematically clinched yet? I, it's you're that far ahead. Well, winning, as I said before the season, winning four out of five seasons would mean the end of the entire segment because well, people just decide there's no drama to it. And think,
3: well, or Dan and Marker having literally no fun.
4: Yeah, so. I think I
2: think you're mistaken about the power dynamic a little bit, but at the same time, um, congratulations.
4: I, not, I, I also I'm Not accepting this. It's the only also,
2: way. See, it's the only thing. It's, I guess. What gets through Greg's armor, like. Prematurely congratulating him on picks competition. There was the year, isn't it
3: weird? There was a year that I won this. <laughs> it was like half a decade ago. We were all younger, but like,
2: well, you put, tied. You tied for the tie.
3: No, no, no. This was different. There was I was way flat back. out, yeah, flat way out won beginning. it. You won and it once. It was me versus West, right down to the end. I think end. he well, won.
4: You might have yep. won the first one.
3: Well, this is it. Uh, Very I, early. I put the the trophy on Wes's desk, announcing him as the winner around week uh, 15. Oh, nice play. And it got into his head big time. It's not easy to do that with Wes, but that did, and I. Prevailed,
2: And really, maybe the darkest of the dark sessler moments is when you and I had a lock off Super Bowl Bengals Rams <laughs> and uh, I needed the Rams to win and Mark needed the Bengals. And when Aaron Donald flashed around that edge and knocked that ball and forced the incompletion. Uh, Mark came back about 3 months later.
4: Yeah, we didn't we didn't see him the rest of the night. There's all these pictures with us with all the West Bros leaving the stadium. Where's Mark? I, I left
3: early and came back to the office and
4: just like it was like yeah. cool, it's a Super Bowl,
3: but I've got other priorities.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, let why would you want to take this element? Let the the intensity and the rivalries of the picks competition, but that this one's over, so we look ahead to 2024. All right. Now, week 8, we gave you the Island Games um of the primetime games we broke down as part of the QB index episode with Nick shook. Please check that out. All right. Time for the first overall pick presented by DraftKings, And I have the first overall pick. And this one is, it couldn't be easier for me. Um, We're going to go to Santa Clara Mm. and we're going to talk about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that we think we think
1: figured it out a little
2: bit before their buy. Um, obviously, they took care of business. The offense came to life against Arizona in week five. They kind of struggle and uh, lean on their defense. Uh, well, the offense struggles after a hot start against Seattle, and then they lean on their defense to close out the Seahawks just barely. So it's like, maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. Then you have the Niners, who started out hot as a pistol, 5-0, and killing everybody, and then they dropped two very, Uh, close games that went right down to the final plays. 19-17 to the Browns. 22-17 to the Vikings. Yes, 17 points back-to-back weeks. So now they're back home after two tough road losses, and they might have a new quarterback, Mark Sessler, because Brock Purdy uh, went into the concussion protocol, and uh, as we've seen this season, it seems more rock-solid than ever. If you go in that protocol, you're probably out for the week, so it could be Sam Darnold time.
3: Yeah, there's very little. I think there's been like one player in the last
4: year that went into protocol at this period and played like that weekend it just doesn't happen I think tweeted that out. And then everyone pointed out how many times that's not true, that it's oh. actually like 20% of the time. Well, thank you, Adam chef, but uh, that's it, a great, great uh, opening salvo by but me. But for to, um, it to be a midweek one yeah. where they didn't catch it on Monday night, which again, this is happening a lot where they don't catch it at the time. Just saying like the wait,
2: one in five players that go into the protocol or something pull, like, are... twi-
4: I think there was like 20 something percent has been able to return like Mo Ali. Cox oh, so 80%. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that sounds right. I, yeah. I I do think though, um, you know,
3: Purdy, to me, I feel like I always want to defend him. And, Dan, I think you're in the same camp of these people that just want to, like, you're just a mid-level guy. It's not because of you that you're succeeding. He's had a couple tough weeks. But isn't there this sort of sense that everyone's waiting to see Sam Darnold in this offense? Um, Largely because, like, Kyle Shanahan was, like, you know, verbally unfurling sea poems about Sam Darnold every one at the Darnold Hive. And there's, well, a, there's it's a, huge. It's a, it's the Hive has not gone away. And there's, no. there would be reasons for They're the Hive ready. to have dissembled. But like, um, the Hive is around and I think there's like a little bit of juice around the concept of like, can Shanahan do with Sam Darnold what no one else has been able to do? And I kind of find it fascinating for that reason.
2: Interesting, because there wasn't much of a Sam Darnold hive when I've been pounding the table for him the last three
4: or four years. I not on this not, bike, but a national media, hive, Nate Tice, uh, JT O'Sullivan, Mina Kimes, Dan Orlovsky. There are so many people. Ah, the cool kids table. Right. That, Daniel uh, Jeremiah. That, that Daniel Jeremiah that yep. put so much stock into Darnold pre-draft and have stuck with him. And then he does tend to start the seasons with these teams. Uh, whether it was, uh, you know, the, the Panthers a year ago uh, when, when he first comes out, like first couple games of the season, Darnold has been better. And look, he doesn't need to be incredible. He just needs to be Nick Mullins as a rookie. Nick Mullins as a rookie is averaging like eight yards per attempt. I, I don't think he's as good as Brock Purdy, uh, but I also don't think this Bengals defense is nearly as good as its reputation has been this year. Uh, you know, I was thinking hard about locking this game before it flipped from Purdy to Darnold. I just feel like my longstanding, um, darn Darnold lack of belief makes it hard to lock him up in a game against Joe Burrow. But I still feel good about the 49ers. I'd even um, take the three and a half points and think they're going to cover ultimately because I think they're just a better team top to bottom.
3: They are banged up, though. Debo Samuel not doing well. Trent Williams not doing well. You don't have your quarterback. Like I, I came away from the Vikings game kind of being like, look, the Niners are going to have a couple down weeks, but they couldn't run the ball last week. I thought they got flamed in the passing game a couple of times and it's like the Vikings looked like the better team and it's like the Niners the two week journey that they've been on I don't know three weeks ago I'm like just put them in the NFC championship and probably the Super Bowl. It hasn't changed my opinion entirely but like a couple of injuries have changed that team. What about the
2: Cincinnati side of this because um, Greg what did you take away? You know the team goes away for a week or two weeks and that's actually great because as much as we yeah. wanted to say um, Burrow looked much better the last couple of weeks physically, and he did. I mean, what's better than a bye week? So now he gets more time to rest that calf and get the treatment and hopefully comes out and he's even more kind of uh, moved away from that. Hopefully, um, were you concerned about the last essentially three quarters of that game against Seattle?
4: Yes, they had five first downs. I think in the last three quarters, their offensive line bad. has been poor all year. Burrow's injury made them look even worse or or showed how poor they are. They haven't been able to run the ball. The defense has had some great games. Cam Taylor-Britt is coming on as a one, as a true number one type of cornerback. And I think they have all the players on both sides of the ball. So at some point, they should be the team that we expected to see. But they just haven't been that team. And it's really fascinating. Burrow against this defense, uh, who was so disappointing last week. Bosa is just not getting the production that you normally Uh, like to see but this is normally a spot where you expect the 49ers defensive line to eat this is a good number one overall pick you got Romo this is the best game of the week the most fascinating yeah I would not want to deal with the Niners coming off two losses and the Bengals like they are walking talking about a buzzsaw but wouldn't you said you wouldn't want to face them coming off one loss and then they played their worst game of the year I'm just saying no,
3: you're right, but that game was, like, ultra surprising to me. Sessor cut off at of no, the knee. Sorry. No, just, like, I just mean this the whole, like, this they're going to try harder,
4: like, 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 and then they show up, and they did even worse. Than I, I don't know done. if any of that
3: matters, but, like, the Bengals have after this game, they have the Bills, the Texans, who are suddenly frisky. That's not a nomadic win anymore. The Ravens and the Steelers. So it's like you're kind of in this, like, need to show up situation, and I, I do think, like, because we talked with Nick about Joe Burrow and his QB index yesterday, and, like, how do you deal with Burrow in that kind of ranking because what we've seen of them healthy is completely different than before. It's like actual completion percentage rose by like 20 points over the last two weeks. So it's like that. I just believe they can do anything if you have the, the healthy burrow.
2: And T. Higgins, he's had the rib. Uh, Jamar Chase. It's time. It's time. No more excuses. Ball out against the Niners defense that was vulnerable yeah. last time. We wow. saw. Stop,
4: stop. Yeah, I thought you were going to lock up your boy, Sam Darnold, in a big spot.
2: Greg Ever, the showman. painless. Mm. Sam Darnold came into the league as uh, as the hero that would save my New York Jets and what happened over the three years uh, was nothing short of misery for the USC star and I always thought that that was unfair like Greg very unfair you would I would get to these arguments and you would look to like hit me when I was down and say oh he's the biggest bust in the history of the NFL.
4: Like, one are you of them kidding me. Yeah.
2: This guy was, but in one of the worst situations in recent NFL history, and he flamed out as as any almost any young quarterback would do. And I always wondered what if he just got into a better chance, and he went to Carolina, and that didn't exactly work out. But again, a very dysfunctional situation once more. And even when he got a chance last year in Carolina, he played pretty well. And you look at the stats; the numbers were pretty good. He moved that offense. They actually won four of the six games he started. But when he goes to San Francisco, and I said it this this summer, just get him in the lineup. Give this guy a chance. He's still stunningly only 26 years old. Came to the league very young, which is another aspect of his development. Now is the time to put Sam in. Because if you put Sam Darnold in, he ain't coming
4: out. I'm locking up the Niners. He's not going (laughs) to... Wait, wow. It you was think timed so well with the music. That was beautiful. <laughs> Brock Purdy's done at this point?
2: I like Brock Purdy. No, I know you do.
4: I'm and it, I think I think
2: the Niners are on bye next week. I might be mistaken on that. Take a look. Um which would hurt, Sam? Cuz I have every They are on buy. confidence that uh, he's going to ball out in this game. And there are people on Twitter that support Darnold and also think that he'll be in a good spot. But I've always felt that he has a chance to do something in this league. And this is his stage. I hope he gets more than one game. But I also don't think Purdy's the problem in San Francisco. Right. I wish he got maybe more than one start. But it's probably going to be just one start. And I think he's going to play well.
3: I'm, I'm so easy that um, just because I met Sam Darnold at LAX, uh, before the scouting combine. I wish we had that photo. It's around here somewhere. I actually don't <laughs> love that photo because it's like, oh, Mark is like a foot and a half shorter than the average NFL quarterback. But like, uh, it, he couldn't <laughs> have been a more delightful guy. And so it's like, I kind of want to root for him. I don't know. So
2: um, so what, are you, were you going to lock him up too?
3: Oh no, I, uh, okay. I I told you what I do is for the show at this point. I've got a surprise <laughs> oh, down the turnpike.
2: Um by the way, that game is uh Niners favored by three and a half. The over under is forty three and a half, and that is a Nance Roma Wolfson joint. All right. Come on, Sam. Sam Richard, not Samuel. Sam Richard, Daniel. Uh, Donald. All right, let's Donald. get to it. That was the game of the week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sports app and use code ATN. That's code ATN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Mark, you are up with the second pick.
3: All right, I'm going to take my late game um, right out of the gate here.
2: Let's go, Sam.
3: Yeah, well, he's not playing in this game. Oh, All right, right. He's okay. playing in your game. Um, I'm taking the Browns at Seattle. Uh, I I keep, okay. I'm a little mystified by that Colts game because <laughs> you got, look at their calls at the end, like probably, and, it, and you know, and Jim Irsay of all people is coming out strong saying the Colts got robbed there and that I, I, I think there's a fair argument there, no doubt about it, that it happened. But Cleveland also did a lot of good things in that game, but they did a lot of bad things. You got like pretty much terrible quarterback play. You couldn't really run the ball that well outside of Jerome Ford's like monster touchdown run um, Miles Garrett played out of his mind. Uh, the defense also arguably had its worst game of the year and gave up monster yardage in the passing game to Gardner Minshew of all people. So it's like you put it all together and they still scored like 39 points and one in the end. I don't. I guess like I want to be hopeful and say Cleveland, amidst all these ups and downs, is finding a way to win these games because they didn't have good quarterback play against the Niners either. And you don't have Nick Chubb, and they found a way to get that done with like a stellar. Defensive effort in bad weather. Um, Miles Garrett right now is the centerpiece for me. And I, I think it's the Miles Garrett and the rest of that pass rushes up with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas of the Seahawks. Miles Garrett is on pace for the greatest PFF pass rushing grade ever. Um, and it looks like it. And he did a lot more than just rush the passer a week ago. And so I think it's like sometimes these games to me come down to somewhat simple equations of like, if you're gonna get this if Miles Garrett's on a hot streak like this and he's supported by a good defense around him, um, it's gonna be a challenge for Seattle. I also feel like this is the kind of game where Cleveland on the road, if you know, you got PJ Walker in there. When do you get the really bad PJ Walker game that just sort of explodes everything from the
4: inside out, Greg? They're very thin though, the the Seahawks on the offensive line. Abe Luke is not expected to return this week. I think uh, Phil Haynes, their guard they've been down three offensive linemen all year. So that is worrisome. For my guy, Gino, who is putting on a show the last few weeks, just like it's almost been a little Gino coaster within games. I, I would um, argue no one's made more high quality throws than Gino Smith in the NFL the last two weeks. Yes, you would. Argue. I, <laughs> honestly, I don't even think it's it, arguable. This. If you look, <laughs> if, if you're on film Twitter, they, they would all agree, too. Like it, he is. <laughs> <laughs> throwing some outrageous passes and then making huge mistakes in the red zone too the on balance like he's looked a lot better once you kind of watch uh the film and everything, but he when he's under pressure and he will be under pressure against Cleveland. You definitely worry about him making the I don't I'm not saying that he's not
2: making great throws in these games. I uh, guess but you, I just lo- I think would it would be the alternative it's, it's kind of cute.
4: It's Matthew Stafford. It's, it doesn't matter not the last two weeks, I'm just saying. It really
2: doesn't matter what Gino does, you will find the spin to present him in the most positive light. But that's because you he's your favorite player. No,
4: I, like I, he's your favorite player in the league, isn't he? He is, but yeah. I'm talking about the way his season has evolved. I'm certainly not alone on this island. He's sort of had a blah, like, not bad, not good, first four or five weeks of the season. And then the last few seasons, he is trying throws almost no one else in the world other than ma- Matthew Stafford's a good comp, I think, would try and he's hitting them, um, but he's also making some big time mistakes. So suddenly the variance has gone way the up. The
3: throw when we were in London and we were sleep deprived, but the in the bucket to DK Metcalf, it's like there's, sure. and, and you mentioned this too, that like when we were there, it's like he's playing with a kind of confidence where it's like, Yes, there's going to be mistakes, but I kind of like this version of him more than any other p- previous. I worry one, about it, it against like, the Browns. He threw one well, in sure. quadruple coverage, the fan that he hit last week. It was just like, yeah, but whoa, look how whoa, the man. Browns Browns like had a ton of busted coverage last mm. week. Like made Josh Downs
2: look like Reggie Wayne. I guess, I guess Wayne. point it because I said this two weeks ago too, Greg, like I don't think he's not playing well. I just think. Yeah. I said that the, I felt like the Geno coaster was starting to ramp up. Now, it's a more yeah. fun. It's a better roller coaster now. Yeah, but right, right, he's the ele- highs he's are really high. He's
4: QB index right, right now. Like, like,
2: he's been a solid he, starter. I mean, he's so much more fun than the Gino coaster back in the Meadowlands six years ago or whatever. Uh, but he is, it, there's almost a little bit of Farvian nature to the game, too, where he's like, I can do anything. And sometimes you can't. And it, it's gotten him in trouble in a couple spots with a couple bad throws the last couple weeks that have come back to haunt him uh but he's certainly not a problem by any stretch. You shouldn't
3: Oh sorry. Oh, I was going to say that we
2: should mention like the
3: the De- Sean Watson situation where it's like he said he knew his shoulder was not right after the brief disastrous stint he had against the Colts. I, I kind of wonder like if and when we're going to see him again because like the, apparently like the shoulder injury he has right if it were a pitcher um they say you'd be out like easily 4 to 6 weeks. Um but you're not getting A being his agent through Adam Sheff. Okay, well that's fine. I'm just saying that is a comp of what's but going then, on. Like, in the do it. He's not a right. pitcher though. Put him on IR. If pitchers aren't getting slammed to the turf typically in a baseball game. Right. If, if
2: you are if you are Cleveland, you rightfully should see yourself as a team that could be playing for the playoffs in late December and early January. And nothing happens without Watson being healthy in terms of the big picture and what everyone really wants, which is the the big trophy like put him down now. Mm. Yeah. What are we doing? Like and uh, well, very clear what you're saying about the agent and the team, you could sense it even if the big story hasn't dropped yet that there is some issues behind the scenes in terms of communication and what his status should be. But what if he has a bad shoulder, you got to get him out of the mix and and bring him back healthy.
4: I uh do it. Right. I I I pointed out some of the inconsistencies on on Twitter today. And it wasn't that I have some, like, conspiracy that he doesn't want to play because he called his own press conference essentially today that to say it's ridiculous to say I wouldn't want to play. Of course I want to play. I, I believe that. That's not that's not what I'm getting at. My My point is that the communication between him and the coach in the front office is so off. Multi- yeah. It's pretty weird that multiple times Stefanski said, he he was medically cleared and then he said after last game he's gonna start this week and then he's not starting this week. Andrew Barry was on record saying it was gonna be a short term injury. That was four weeks ago. That that is all pretty weird. Very and it, strange. And it hints at at some sort of divide, some some sort of confusion. And before we get out of there, um I do I do want to mention the Seahawks defense. That's why I'm I'm higher on this team than I ever expected okay. going into this season. I actually think the Seahawks have a little higher ceiling than I thought that they could be a contender in the NFC if the offense is better. Actually, Geno and the offense on balance has been worse as as a group than I thought, but that's partly injury-related. Their defense is coming. Witherspoon's coming. I love what Jamal Adams has added. They're very good and and versatile with their three-safety group. Boy, a Mafia is having a breakout season. They lost to Chena Nuosa, we should mention. Yes. Their best pass rusher for the season, we found out after last Trade game. deadline been, next week. But better up front than I expected. DK Metcalf is back this week. You know, Taylor, Jamal. I just think it's a better overall team than I expected. And that's why I'm locking them up against right. the
3: Browns. Greg is such a Seahawks fan. And that, it, <laughs> Cleveland's, All right. Cleveland's getting four points. We'll see if it stays there. Lock off? Lock off?
2: No, I'm going She's, somewhere else. No. I have another. I have, no, I don't like. I, I'm not doing Browns on the road. Um, Seattle, no. The last three weeks uh, with a bye week in there for Seattle's defense, Pants the Giants gave up three points, shut down Joe Burrow in Cincinnati after two big drives early. um, only lost seventeen, and then Cardinals, they just allowed ten took care of business. I kind of like it's annoying because Greg's hot out of the gates with the locks this year. Yeah, it's a good pick though. I think it's a good pick. Yeah. I, I think Cleveland, I think this could be the PJ Walker. Is it a courageous pick? underground.
3: You could. There could be schools of thought that suggest it's not incredibly courageous spread? to I mean, lock been... up PJ against PJ Walker. Please. But we'll see. Seahawks been so four.
4: high on them. They're f- they're literally four and two. They're they've been good. I right. I said schools of thought. I didn't say my school. All right, Greg, you're up. I I, I couldn't do Sam Darnold, and I like now that we're uh, spreading it out. Uh, we have a strange schedule with Shook, and w- I'm going to take the Ravens Cardinals late because I want to because because that's what I who I want to watch live in the late window. I'm not really feeling. Uh, the other choice uh, did so. you by the way Mark did you think that Cleveland and Seattle wasn't going to make it to the fifth pick
2: I guess with Greg's fandom of oh uh, yeah the it I kind of did I
3: actually looking at the landscape I didn't think it would come
2: back to me yeah, yeah.
4: I probably would have taken it that's good Good, Mark, sc- good scouting. I'd th- say, there's been a, a lot
2: of reaches early on for you this season. But I pick what
4: I prefer, it, though. There's
2: a
3: lot of reaches incredible. happening in real life, too. And I just do, I do what I need to do. So.
4: <laughs> not an incredible week of games, which is uh, why I'm taking Ravens Cardinals. Th- I just want to take my late game now. It's fine. Do we, ke- do we keep saying that, by the way, every week that it's not a great slate of games? Because <laughs> <Yeah>, everyone <laughs> so in the league is three and four. <laughs> We've <laughs> said
2: it consistently. Maybe, it's been consistent. all 32 accurate. teams are three and four. I know the math doesn't seem to add up, but that's what's
4: happening right now. Kyler Murray is. Fully practicing this week. Fully. That's interesting. Uh, the Ravens are favored by eight in this game in Arizona. Uh, that says no, a lot it's not a formidable you. stadium venue. No, I'm sure there'll be a decent amount of Ravens fans there as well. And uh, yeah, they, they've been showing the practice footage we got on our YouTube show and like he he's looked good out there. And if he doesn't start this week, it, it really feels like he will start a week from now. Now, you could say, what's he returning to? This team is uh, a bit of a mess. And their passing game with Dobbs has definitely taken a step back. I definitely don't think they'll be able to move the ball well against Baltimore. But the offense has been fine. I actually am intrigued to see him in this Drew Petzig offense. It's really the defense <laughs> that, that is going to be in for a world of hurt this game. I really think the Ravens offensive line getting healthy, Linderbaum and Stanley, has changed everything Uh, because the line's playing well and Lamar's playing out of his mind. And some of the other stuff with the receivers, sometimes they're still in the wrong place and it's a little janky, but Lamar is making up for it. And there's a lot of holes in this Cardinals defense.
3: There are, there are. And you get the sense that the Ravens um, are heating up and Greg, you were on top of this beat a while ago. Um, I, you know, it's fair to say that it would have taken a month plus in a new offense, a completely new offense um, for everyone on the team Uh, to get into this fashion, but they're getting healthier. And I kind of just, the one thing about Baltimore, because if you look at the scope of like the last two or three seasons, it's like they've been among the most injured teams in the league. And I think they found a way to kind of gut their way through some of that, still make playoffs, still win games. They should have no business winning. And so if you get a healthier version and you get a Lamar Jackson, who's playing the way he is right now, he's a top five quarterback in the league, no questions asked. Um and we'll see it right there on the YouTube copy. Like Mark Andrews who's two touchdowns away. The YouTube copy. From... Well, that's what it is, right? Where else know. would you watch I don't know if anyone's ever. If you're listening that. in your car, you're out of luck. But it was Mark Andrews cat. he's two touchdowns away from <laughs> tying Todd Heap for the most Todd touchdowns Holy in history. God. And I think Mark Andrews is like the kind of guy that like doesn't get almost enough credit somehow. I don't know, but like I, I, I just think look at this Ravens offense of and I feel like they, this is maybe where Arizona, who I've been, I've had a bit of a fetish for a bit. I don't see it at this point. Like, OK, thank the floor you. falls out. Holy
2: maybe. God. Thank you.
3: I, I but even a week ago, I was saying, little
2: Um, little I can't really push back on the Ravens because it's the wrong time to do it because yeah. they just played better than anyone in the league in week seven. And now they have a layup against the Cardinals. Uh, but, you know, they're a little weird. Now you're right. I'm just saying, like they, we're now, now we're gonna view the the Ravens as this unstoppable juggernaut. But they have no. kind of proven a couple times already this year. That no. sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, but
3: clean games um, are an argument. Like they last week All was right, a super So let's clean make them game. two in a row. Sure.
2: And because it wasn't that clean in London when we watched no. them. By the way, Greggy. You know what they got next week? Ravens Seahawks baby. Ooh. Greggy Ooh. torn asunder from within. Yeah, I
4: don't know what you're gonna do, Greg. That's a fun game. I mean, I just like I like football. It's not like I'm gonna d- either way. Uh, my team wins.
2: Oh, what what a what a life for Greg! I have 14 favorite teams, so I can't kidding. lose. I'm
4: just, I'm just kidding. Who would you? Who do you like better? Who do you like? The Ravens or the Seahawks? Well, I really? mean, just in terms of like my emotions watching the game, I don't. I'm not really living uh, and dying either way. Who would you
2: rather win next week? Let's we'll save it
4: for next week. Seahawks. Wow, interesting. Very not true. even close. All right, let's keep I moving. Don't care if the Ravens not win even or close. lose? Hmm. Why would I cure Lamar?
3: Those? Like you like I, if you see that Lamar me coming at you, like you're right. Sure, I'm rooting, and like for, a him. And I'm a rooting for him. I'm rooting for him as a player,
4: but uh, I'd rather the Seahawks win. Greg, it uh, snakes to you. All right. I am going to take Kevin Burkhardt's early game. It's the Rams. A.B. It's the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are six point favorites in this game. Uh, and um, it's a lot. But I, I get it. The, the Rams are coming off of a, a disappointing game. And this is, to me, the ultimate test of this Rams offensive line, which I think's really improved. I was impressed how they played against Pittsburgh last week. I, I thought they protected Matthew Stafford pretty well. And they were able to run the ball uh, against Pittsburgh. I, I know they didn't win the game, but I just think if their offensive line is good, then they're going to be around to stay. But it's the ultimate test when you go up. Uh, against this Cowboys pass rush, so that's a fun matchup on that side of the ball when Matthew Stafford has it, because I, I think they could be better than their three and four record. They're one of the few three and four teams where I look at that team I'm like that's a good team. How about for the Cowboys
2: who are on bye? Couldn't have gone better for them. So you get the bye, you get to get healthy, um, you get some shots off against the league about you know people give us a harder time than the rest of the league, and then you see the lines get humiliated uh, the way they were. Uh, and then you see the Eagles. No, who else went down? There was another San Francisco. San Francisco goes down, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like I know we're not perfect, but you know they're not perfect either. And they had a chance to reset. Now I'm very interested to see. Um, I've been kind of banging this drum a little bit. Like, how does how are we nearly at the midpoint of the season, and Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb have hooked up for one touchdown this year? Like.
4: <laughs> That needs to be like very much your fantasy team. Matt Ryan uh, season, CD, but like
2: even be, yes. And CD lamb is on my fantasy team, but like, I mean, come on now. Like CD lamb. I think we all kind of feel, or at least I feel like he's a top 10 receiver. Dak doesn't have a ton of options on the field. How are they not funneling targets and letting that guy make plays? Because when CD lamb is making catches and he's still CD lamb and he's electric with the ball in his hands, um, I feel like that's an obvious missing part of their offense in the new mm. Texas Coast offense is the chemistry or at least the production between the, those two guys. Uh, that said, it is still a pretty small sample size, and you would think by the end of the season, these things even out. So if he had a big game on Sunday, it would not shock me. It's just weird that that huge game hasn't happened yet.
3: Yeah, I think they just haven't really been the sum of their parts on offense because there's nothing not to like about the roster in general. But I don't. I think back in the summer if I were to tell you that the Rams would be eighth in passing EPA and the Cowboys would be 12th, the Rams would be fourth in rushing EPA and the Cowboys would be 16th. I'd be like, well, wait, flip those. Like, I don't even Mm -hmm. expect the Rams to be much of anything. And they've been a surprise, but I do think this is a time. It's an important, important week for Dallas to like, just simply shred the Rams and look like the team that we want them to look like their third against the pass, fourth against the rush, first in pressure rate, the best man coverage team in the league. Matthew Stafford has been, like, it's weird, because Matthew Stafford, we talked about it with Nick, it's like seven touchdowns, six interceptions, the stats throw them out the window, because he's throwing the ball as well as he ever has, and you've got a nice group of receivers, but Dallas has really no excuse to not take care of business here, if I'm to, if I'm to buy them at all. Yeah. Because you can say the Niners lost, and the Eagles did this or that, mm. but it's like, the Cowboys had such. I, I need I need them to convince I mean, me.
2: You I, can take care of your own business. I feel like it's kind of you're talking out of two sides of the mouth there because it's like oh the Rams are actually much better than we thought and here's some data backing that up and now the Cowboys are, have no business not taking care they, of business. I think this the is Cowboys. not a.
3: They're not the Cowboys at all like that. So it's like I I do think that the Rams.
2: I'm just saying nice I surprise. think this is a a pretty good. Uh, an evenly matched game. Maybe the Cowboys are the favorite and they're at home. Six points. But they've, they've lost some guys on their defense, and I, I, I think this should be closer than perhaps the spread tells us.
4: By the way, uh, C.D. Lamb is on pace for like 100 catches and 1,300 yards. Just telling. You. So the touchdowns are random.
2: But all right, throw the stats out the window. It's not the same. It's not like what you expect. You you know what I expect from C. D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, what Jalen Hurts and A. J. Brown are doing on Sunday.
4: Okay, mm, that's fair. Right, yeah, um, it was the Chargers game. You know, a sign of things to come for Dak. That was his best game by far of the season, certainly since that playoff game. He used his legs, which you know, just you know, us believers in Dak have been just begging, like, what what happened? Like he never he used his legs and multiple times uh, to make throws and to run. That was huge, and so you want to see that continue. And uh, they did get rid of Brett Maher. We didn't, we didn't mention it on this show, but Brett Maher is no more in Los Angeles. And uh, it's cra- this team's crazy. They bring in Daryl Henderson off the street, and he's suddenly like their number one guy, and he's actually running the ball well. They get rid of their kicker. I thought Jordan Rodriguez, our friend, uh, mentioned a-, a great point. The great this point, Thursday, Jordan. that Sean McVay is uh, among the league leaders in losing. Uh, you know, points added in terms of it, there's a way to like look at it in terms of his dis- fourth down decision. He is extremely conservative punting and kicking field goals on fourth down, and yet they won't pay for a, a kicker, and they're going the cheap route on the kicker, and those two things don't match up. It's like. You're losing points because you've got this great offense. Well, nobody you... pays for kickers for the most part, right? No, but they went out of their way to yeah. get rid of the best kicker in the league, yeah, and they're okay. going on the cheap, and they're not going for it ever on fourth down. They're trusting their punter, who's also not really playing well. They're trusting their kicker. instead. Who's of... the kicker now? Uh, it's a man I was not familiar where with. Where the hell is Robbie Gould? Someone I, tell yes, me I where I'm Robbie you Gould you is. Uh, they have signed Lucas <laughs> Haverson. Harvard. When did Robbie Gould ever decline uh, he's before our eyes? Never. <laughs> <Riverside>. <laughs> Something's, there's something else going on with that
2: story. I I mean, I talked about it on uh, last Sunday after the Maher meltdown. It's like, it's crazy to me that they they hoped that the level of mental breakdown in that playoff run with the Cowboys um, would never pop up again. It was a huge roll of the dice. But also, it made me think after they made the right decision, sadly, for Maher to move on here uh, rather than get into that sad dance, the Cowboys chose to stick with Maher last year in the same situation (laughs) in the playoffs. And I'll never get over that. Not really. Let him never get over that.
3: But
4: it's like, hey, let's let's maybe not trust Maher to hit a 50 yarder. And let's trust Matthew freaking Stafford and Cooper Cup. And that's fair.
3: Right. The other coach is a little conservative. Like Sean McVay
2: is Kyle Shanahan. All right. Let's take a break. And then we will continue with the draft. You go
0: into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right. Welcome back, Mark. It comes back to you.
3: All right. I'm going to take Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's getting two and a half points in this. I, I guess I just want to see what happens with the Steelers team, like just basically on offense. I feel like the defense is sort of the same thing. It's like it's T.J. Watt doing something game-changing, scenery-changing on a weekly basis, and the rest of them I rely on for the most part. Um, I think the offense, it's like this is the this is the story of this team, and I want to see more Jalen Warren. Um, George Pickens coming off two straight 100-yard games, that's very promising, and it's like I, I – I, like with Pickett, I don't know, like with Kenny Pickett, it's like I think he's just sort of a middle-of-the-pack um, Dalton line type of guy, but he does have a knack to like keep these teams in games, and I think if you get the best version of Pickens and Jalen Warren away from Najee Harris, I, am I crazy? I just like, I like the juice that, that Warren brings, and I like to reorganize that offense that way where that's all they're trying to do and go up against the Jacksonville defense that's been um, essentially the best in coverage league-wide no other team on offense for the Jacksonville allows less pressure. Like they have just been a very good, like they've been a surprising defense. So
4: I think, I think a lot a big of it challenge is de- for Pittsburgh. Right. I've been as surprised by their defense as any in the NFL. Now it goes back to what I say with like, look at the opponents that they faced. Uh, but Kansas city you know, is one of them. It was early. Buffalo was one of them. Houston's a decent offense. So it's not just beating up on, on bad offenses and the Steelers should be a bad offense. like, The Jaguars are really good stopping the run. Then you make them one-dimensional. Kenny Pickett coming out of that bye had his best game of the year by far. Like, he looked like an NFL quarterback again. And so if they somehow found something and maybe it's just Deontay Johnson, like, this is a fun little game here. Little Jacksonville-Pittsburgh. Used to be a rivalry, I feel like. Yeah,
3: I think these are two teams. The old AFC North, way back back in the day. AFC Central. There's six teams in there.
2: These two teams have fail to capture my imagination, Mm. which who cares? Who cares if they capture my imagination, but I'm just saying like when you guys are pumping it up and that makes, that's cool. That's good. That's what we do on the show. (laughs) Um, but I, when I watch the Jaguars, I'm kind of like waiting for it to be a little bit more exciting than it actually is. And, and they've been successful for the most part this season, but, and, and Pittsburgh, I just find them to be a slog. I know they've, they've come to life and and adding Pickens back to the mix is such a big deal for them. Um, because he is an actual playmaker and he helps a quarterback who I do believe is, you know, like you're saying, very middle of the pack at best. Uh, but this is a hard game for me to pick. Um, um, I would say Pittsburgh at home. I like kind of them keeping this thing Mm. low scoring. I kind of like the Steelers here.
4: I like Jacksonville. Mm. They're favored by two and a half. Mm. I just think they've been better, but you know, they changed their strategy last week with Trevor Lawrence, uh, playing with an injured knee. Like he got rid of the ball so quickly. They weren't trying anything downfield. I think that was to protect him. So we'll see if he's feeling a little better. He ran well in that game anyways. And uh, I am just curious because it's the last game before the trade deadline here. They feel like the team most likely, in my mind, Mm -hmm. to make a big trade this this next week. I think. Jacksonville. Hmm. Yeah, I think they will bring in a guy like Daniil Hunter or Chase Young or brian burns to me they would be my number one pick of like a team that is gonna make a move it's partly because trayvon walker is not getting it done uh, but it's also because they have the room they need a pass rusher and i, I think they they will be aggressive in doing it. it's a good check-in so,
2: time on uh trayvon walker oh we're in that place where sacks don't represent havoc trayvon walker causes we're in that stage of the narrative okay <laughs> Wait, what do you even? Mean? When you go number one, that's what Mike Tomlin said this week. So I guess he was pumping him up, pulling the bell check. I don't
4: think it, he's like a good run defender and a minus pass rusher at this point. Number one overall pick. All
2: right, uh,
4: back to me. I will grab.
2: Oh, the Snoopy Bowl! It's back. The New York Jets, favored by three. First time. Gang Green has been favored all season. A little fun fact for you. Um, traveling or uh, not traveling, staying home at the Meadowlands, but they are the road team against. The G-Men. Uh, let's see if there's a lower over and under this week. I don't
4: think it's even close. Yeah, 36 and a half. Andrew Catalan. And- Falcons-Titans with uh, with our backups in Tennessee. Even a little lower. Thanks. Mm. Wow. Uh, oh, we got Tiki in the booth on this? That homer. I Back-to-back know. Giants games for Tiki. Oh, I know. Yeah. I see you. It's, he's yes.
2: he's got to be professional and not... We need be Tiki in Giants. the booth for this game. Let's. We, Matt, Matt and Andrew can handle this one.
3: Need is strong.
2: Um, okay. Uh, so jets coming off there by it's a real, it's a kind of a gut check situation now, uh, for, um, for jets fans, because you've now bought back in, uh, and you are believing after the trauma of week one, stealing that game against the Eagles. You kind of set yourself up now with a schedule softening up to put yourself in good position to make the plus with Aaron Rodgers in the background saying I could come back at the end of the season. But these are exactly the type of games you got to win. You can't now uh, show up flat as the defense, as good as it's been, um, has been not very good at all early in games. And they've, they they kind of heat up as things go along. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, most likely the starting quarterback, although Daniel Jones is practicing on Thursday, he has not been cleared to play. It's very tricky when you're dealing with a neck injury. So I expect you're going to see Tyrod again uh, with no connection to the medical positions connected to the Giants, but we shall see. Either way, it's going to be interesting to see the Jets offensive line, which lost some key guys before the bye to injury, um, up against the Giants pass rush mark that finally woke up against uh, Washington with six sacks after having five the first uh, six weeks. So if you get a pass rush against Wilson, uh, you could create turnovers and the Giants can hang around. I think this will be a low-scoring game, and it will come down to if Wilson can continue to build on his modest gains in recent
3: weeks. Yeah, it feels like a 17 to 14 type situation. Um, I mean, two offensive lines, the Jets working around their limitations. The Giants, a disastrous offensive line. Andrew Thomas did return to limited practice. We'll see what happens there. Um, I love this for the Jets. DJ Reed coming off a concussion, full participant. Sauce Gardner, full participant. Um, You've got one of the deepest, densest, most terrorizing defensive lines in the league against a Giants offensive line, that has just simply said, come and take our quarterback down to the turf five to six times a game, um, week after week. Uh, I love this for the Jets, because I think there's something going on with the Jets that is spiritual and strange. Um, The Giants, to me, have zero juice, and I'm locking up the Jets for the first (laughs) time in about a 1,000 years. (laughs) They're going to win this night. They're doing it. They're going to win it. Mark, I don't know. Why not? Uh, What's not to like? They're three-point favorites here. What's not not to like? What's not to like?
2: No, you're right. There's a lot of things pointing to the Jets should take care of business, but, you know.
4: I, Snoopy I Bowl know nuclear bomb blast occurs <laughs> okay. on Sunday. I'll give you one thing not to like, and that's that Tyrod is playing at a higher level than Daniel Jones was if Tyrod plays. Well, where is he playing relative the rest to the rest of the quarterbacks in the league like, 25th, 26th? I would say he'd be right around the Dalton scale for the two games that he's played. I mean, he, he's played. I'm not scared of Tyrod Taylor. Hey, guys,
0: I have um. if you want to. Direct this criticism to two groups of people. Mm. We have um, a certain fellow who wants to weigh in as well. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. To the zoo.
1: Hello, heroes. I know you're probably surprised to see me since Phil said he was going to try to take this over. (laughs) All the brothers said, Yeah, we got the lock this week, Nick. We're going to just do it for a while. Send the video in, take care of business. Well, guess what? They didn't follow through. Shocking development.
2: I get a text from Eric
1: this morning saying, hey, Nick, uh, no one sent me a video. We don't have a pick.
2: He's just settling scores. I
1: swear. (laughs) I must be uh, hanging out in the uh, ape house because I'm working with a bunch of orangutans here. I mean, are you kidding me? (laughs) Guess what, Phil? You suck. Tim, you suck. (laughs) Mike, you stink. Eddie, Larry, you're all right because at least you didn't try to take it over and do something you knew you weren't going to follow through on. Anyway, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what they would want. I'm locking up the Jets.
2: The Giants stink.
1: They're terrible. Fork them, get them out of here. The Jets will make the playoffs. Whoa. Lock it up.
2: Oh, wow, all right. Well, I don't know. Like,
1: Whenever
3: up. in the past, whenever Chris Wrestling would agree with anything I said about football, I just sit in my chair mm. beaming, and like I feel the same right here. Oh, wow. i friends. I do. I think that the two's is... going to get their act together. All
2: right it's just like what is happening and i want everyone to understand with these wrestling brothers none of this is made up for the show like they fight like cats and dogs orangutans and monkeys however whatever you want to say and they are um they are settling scores on a on, on a, a widely heard podcast i mean one of the quotes there from uh nick Phil, you suck. Like that. I mean, yeah.
4: that's within the context that's of a Sorry, a Phil. Yeah. I I think that was hard. well.
2: Phil, according to Nick, in fairness, Phil or whomever was supposed to provide. Mm. So he's coming with a little of vitriol because they didn't True. record the video. But
4: yep. Nick wasn't supposed to totally blow the pick last week either, which he did. Oh. Greg went in that direction.
2: By the way, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson one interception in his last 134 attempts. Mm, his
4: misses are better. I actually think that's like the number one thing. His miss, it, he misses in the right spot, like also, they're not two catastrophic. Two things.
2: Yes, and and it's related. He is hitting the layups now, which he couldn't do last year. Like checkdowns, things like that. Like he he is he is definitely
4: shown improvement the last few weeks. Let's see if it continues. I'm I'm worried about the Jets in this game. I think the Giants have played much better the last two weeks. I think Wink Martindale. Is yeah. a particular kind of test for a young quarterback in a bad offensive line. I think Tyrod's been good. I think Saquon helps them. So I just Darren Waller is in the mix. To me, now. it's just yeah. it's a dangerous game. It's it's a coin flip. Do not do not
2: as, feel any fear. As my Jets sons as my sons do when they agree, I'm with you. This feels like a dangerous game. Uh, good luck to Nick and Mark. Uh, snakes to me, and uh, this one I think you know not two losing teams, but intrigue. Vikings at Packers. Vikings favored by one on the road. So here are the Vikings coming off the the win of their of their season so far. By far, uh, they go and, and knock off the Niners in prime time, and uh, Kirk Cousins plays his arse off and absolutely shreds with Justin Jefferson on the sideline in sunglasses. Um, so he's playing with confidence. the The Packers, you know. Watching, watching them this morning, and I'm just like, this is tough. Nothing, nothing's easy for this team, and they, they kind of look like they're going to get blown out uh, by the Broncos. And it's like this is rock bottom. And and Greg, they found their way back into that game, but fell short. In the end, and it just this has all the the feeling right now of a developmental season for an organization and a fan base that doesn't know what that is, mm. and that's why you're I see a lot of like angst around the packers but yeah, it's not totally surprising, and it shouldn't be that this is how the season has played out so far
4: i I agree, but I still expected more i you know the Vikings are the better team, and yet this does feel like a spot where it's a division game. it just Minnesota's coming off a high a lot of times it it, it evens out, but I think Matt Lafleur is stuck in a in a weird spot with his offense because the Packers just can't run the ball. They they were supposed to have a really good offensive line. They are 29th in run block win rate, and yet they're really good protecting Jordan Love. I mean, you watch these games, and Jordan Love is just chilling back there. Mm-hmm. They're and I was like, does, does the eye test match up with the numbers? They're very high in the PFF rankings. They're second in pass block win rate, like, and they've they've got these receivers so. You're asking Jordan Love to drop back there because that's where your offensive line is good, and yet he's not always making great decisions. And I think it's tough in this matchup particularly uh, because this Vikings secondary, their pass defense, has been fun to watch. Harrison Smith, this three-safety tandem between him and Cam Bynum and Josh Metellus, who they just gave a contract to, have been really good. Bynum was the uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Like, do the Packers have answers for Flores cooking up his mad, you know, blitz packages and different coverages and changing post-up, that's a lot to ask of Jordan Love. I don't feel great about
3: it. I, I don't like it for Jordan Love in this situation. I think you're, you're right about the run game. Like, they've not... Aaron Jones has essentially played less than Nick Chubb this season. He has 94 not. yards rushing this year. That, that, I think that was so key to them because A.J. Dillon has not been helpful at all. Uh, you don't have him. Uh, the, Brian Flores' defense, number one in blitz rate, and Harrison Smith, guys like Harrison Smith, he's using them creatively. And I just wonder about Jordan Love. The offense to me has looked discombobulated in general. There's a lot of just young players around him. And is this a situation, where if you're the Vikings, where I think there's just a lot of energy on that defense? Um, it showed up last week. You got guys like Jordan Addison on offense, Wiling up. And the next four opponents for the Vikings are the Falcons, Saints, Broncos, and Bears. Could this be the start of a run that I think you pointed Ooh. to Minnesota-wise, Dan, when we didn't want to did. get them forked out of this situation? Like, they're a weird team. They're still in all these one-score games. They lost a bunch, but they're starting to win them now. Or they going to
2: morph into the team we saw last year a little bit? I mean, listen, the league is filled with parity, and they can hang in, out and win all of those games. Yeah, I think it's a little... Like, Jordan Love, I don't think, is playing well at all. And then the numbers are backing that up. He has the lowest completion percentage in the NFL. They they're averaging, um, I believe about 17 points a game right now. Hmm. And so the ball, they're not
4: moving the ball and, and they're not scoring points. And And the defense is bad. That's the disappointing part for me. It's not, I guess it's not surprising, but it's, they have, they have a lot of good players on their defense. And
2: you know, you haven't been bailed out by the running game at all because you've had Aaron Jones has been banged up. Like AJ Dillon's the leading rusher this for this team. So, (laughs) You know it, it's 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 a tough situation for green bay but at the same time like you don't just always mark just something that has given certain fan bases a lot of aggravation it's like you don't always just have to keep roll into one dynasty to the next one era to the next like this is a transition year. vikings let's see you take care of business with kenny albert and vilma on the call all right mark it is back to you
3: all right um I could see you saying I'm not taking the greatest game here, but it fascinates me on my own level. I'm taking the Texans at the Panthers. Um, you've got – this is a weird note, but this kind of got me into it because, of course, it's Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. Do you know that they met um, at a middle school summer camp?
2: Wow. Dating I, I was there too, actually. Were you? Yeah, was I don't really think nice you were unless you
3: were a council. You're roughly 20 years older <laughs> than them. But um, known each other for a long time, and it's a bit of a study in, like, two rebuilding teams – that each went out and got their quarterback, and we know that the Panthers are a disaster right now on a lot of levels, and it's not going well. And you know, it's too early to really even. I, it's hard to even scout Bryce Young in the situation he's in. So it's like I kind to just see what happens. But CJ This well, is what it's
4: for. I mean, he's, you know,
3: if well, nothing not else. Been well. Okay, how about this? He's last coming game off was his a little best bit best better. Game, yeah, last he, game was better.
4: He's coming off his best game. CJ Stroud coming off his worst. In that in that particular game, I thought Bryce Young played excellent in the first half of that game and was fine in the second
3: he's made a couple passes in every one of these games but also some like massive blunders and i think it's he's in a bad ecosystem the cj stroud like bobby slowick offense and what they're doing in general like they've won three of their last four games by by seven or more points Uh, they're like turning into a real thing and i i know they've been sort of a team of atn like possibility um I think this feels like a little bit of a trap game to me, just because like Carolina at some point's going to do it, but I just think the Texans to me under Stroud, like they have, a, I, I, I believe they in pretty, them. I think they're well coached.
2: they are pretty. You know, fortunate to get out of New Orleans there on Thursday night with the tight end dropping the ball there. Uh, not saying that, that that means that they didn't deserve to win that game because they did. Uh, but I'm I'm also not this one kind of was on my radar a little bit because I was like, oh, this would be a game to lock up lock up the winless against the winless team. But, mm. yeah, I like that, the, that you got Frank Wright got to go into the bye with Bryce Young coming off a good game, and now they can kind of res, reset things uh, against the Houston defense, Greg, that while this team has improved, there's no reason to think that the Panthers might not have success here at home and maybe finally get
4: that first win. I, I, think, this game, I think this could be it. They, could be it. I know they it doesn't they shouldn't be this bad. I think it's a great test of, you know, first year head coaches coming off a buy in general. I think coming off the buy is a great test of, of coaches and that they're both doing it is is interesting. And, and I mentioned I liked what I saw to Bryce Young in that Miami game, especially in the first half. They, they had some answers. I am a little worried about their pass protection versus Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard, who have really been a nice tandem. Anderson is one. You mentioned, you know, we're using the whole Trayvon Walker, sacks don't equal right. how he's playing. With Will Anderson, it's absolutely true. He is really playing outstanding. His hurries, his hits are there with the leaders in the league. It hasn't translated to sacks. It has a little more for Gennard on the other side. So that that's a worry, worrisome factor. And I'm going to fantasy here. It's like, if if we're ever going to get Damian Pierce in my preseason prediction to be right ever, (laughs) this is it. There's too many negative runs in this Houston offense. They're supposed to be a 49ers-like offense. So many, and this is the worst run defense in the entire NFL. It's one of the very worst defenses in general. That's a big reason why they're 0-6. That Bryce Young doesn't get, uh, you know, it's not his fault that they're the worst run defense in the NFL.
2: And what a nice, uh, what a nice pickup for fantasy owners. Adam Thielen turning into like a oh garbage uh, stats monster. I wonder it would be with the trade deadline coming up. It would be really nice to see the Panthers maybe pull something off and get another uh, playmaker there. In it sounds building. like they want to. They've they've been
3: talked about for a couple of weeks as wanting a wide receiver.
2: That's going to change. Let it. us see. And by the way, uh, to your point, Will Anderson. He's just got one sack, but eight QB hits. Uh, that's tied for most on the team. Mm. Second most QB hits in NFL among rookies. Uh, I don't know if you know who would have the most hits amongst rookies. QB hits. Jalen Carter.
4: I would. Guess. Byron Young of the LA Rams. Well, a nice, surprised. nice little player. That? Agent Zero, I think they call him. By the way, Texans three point favorites. All right, uh, let's move uh, to Greg. Okay, I'm going to take. I got a certain strategy this Sunday. It's a weird Sunday. Falcons Titans. Falcons are two and a half point favorites on the road. Against the Titans, let's review the Titans quarterback situation. (laughs) Our guy Ian Rappaport reported Will Levis is being prepared to start multiple times all week. And this was on my radar. Mike Rabel came out and said, we're preparing Mm. both players to play. And when he said that, I was like, does that mean that Levis is starting? But they've sort of got some fun plays for Malik Willis. Mm. And then the reporters locally came back with him saying, hey, your guy sheet." Maybe you knew him uh, back when he was a Patriots reporter. Maybe not. Not sure if they crossed paths. Okay. Uh, he reported, Will Levis is starting. What do you say? He's like, I'm preparing both players to play. So I think we know Levis starting, a little bit of Willis. And then Tannehill showed up at practice Thursday, try, or Wednesday trying to do some stuff. Right, sit down. And I never you never know. So we we could see him. I just want to update you on the quarterback. Thank you for the Tennessee Titan. And maybe we can put
2: some like uh, Halloween horror music under that, because I have to say, like, does this ever work? Like, oh, Team X planning to use multiple quarterbacks on Sunday. It's like, good luck. It's like we don't have a quarterback we like enough to actually play. So we're going (laughs) to we're going to kitchen sink it and, and hope something happens. But you also you get it because Malik Willis, you know, God love him has been a disaster in what we've seen of him as a pro so far. And now Levis, who is touted as a, a guy with tools, but raw and needs, needs time to develop. Now you're going to now develop means here. Welcome to week eight. You're now playing in the NFL. So I think maybe Vrabel, Greg is trying to keep his options open, knowing that, you know, both of those things can get hairy. So maybe if we, a well, little that, this, little that, way we go. that, there's no evidence that Mike Vrabel, is in
3: support of Malik Willis as his quarterback on any level. It dates back to last season when they right. went got
2: Josh Dobbs. Zero, zero chance Derrick Henry doesn't get out of this game without throwing a pass.
3: Well, mm. that may be their best option. I mean, I, coming out of the London game, like the most striking visuals we saw were Ryan Tannehill getting destroyed by the Ravens. So it's like not a good offensive line. Um, Malik Willis has shown us nothing. Well, Levis, like you didn't beat out Malik Willis in camp. That's a bit concerning. I mean, I like the idea. I'm a little bit better. Um, I think if you're in reverse, if the Falcons are ever going to run the ball well, like in the last couple of weeks, the Colts ran over for 193 yards. Last week, the Ravens crushed the Titans for 139. If the Falcons are ever going to do this, maybe it's this week because they've been a good run kind defense. Of, how's our friend? Kind
4: of how's our friend Bijan this week? Is he physically? Is he practicing? Is he?
2: I is think he's shaken.
4: He, what he, was ever he's expected to play, but they're not a good running team. I mean, he's a great running back, but they're not a good running team. They've been more effective throwing the ball except for the plays where Desmond Ritter gives it away. Like Ritter is coming off, you know, the best two game stretch of his career, but it's just crazy that like, Oh wow. Desmond Ritter making nice throws. He did it last week. I, I was impressed with a lot of his throws and then he just kills you with the mistakes. Uh, the timing so, of the mistakes. Yeah three red zone turnovers
2: last week and they're, they're averaging 13 points they, a game,
4: but they also could be five and three after this week. They are favored. You know,
2: I think Colleen was on to something.
4: All right, Greg snakes <laughs> to you. All right. I am going to take the saints and the Colts. All right. A rematch. All right. Of one of my favorite super bowls of all time. A long time ago. Now it was saints are one point favorites. On the road. Don't like that. I I like the underdog in this game. I think the Colts are a better team overall. And uh, I think the Saints, there's just a lot going on with this Saints team. Defensively, they can lock you up. But I really liked what I saw out of Indianapolis in terms of their ground game and what they got going with Jonathan Taylor and, and the way Shane Steichen can change his game plan from week to week. And I think Taylor's health really gives them a lot of options. Minshew. He's not going to be Anthony Richardson, but he can at least provide a little bit of run threat on some of those fakes that will work well enough. And uh, I just think they've been a a tough minded team for the most part. And the saints are not a tough minded team. In my mind.
3: Minshew ran the ball really well against Cleveland. And it was like design run territories. And Mm -hmm. I think he gives them that. I mean, it's been a couple sort of somewhat atypical weeks for Minshew because of the, the giveaways. I Coming into this season, like his touchdown to interception ratio was pretty spectacular, and, and the mistakes have cropped up, and they've coached around it a little bit. Um, I, I would also say that he's had a really nice connection with Josh Downs, who has been great as a rookie for them, and Michael Pittman too. And so there's the, the big plays are happening, and I think the biggest development there is the Jonathan Taylor against Cleveland looked like the jonathan taylor that we've waited for and that can change everything for them
2: um Minshew, uh has thrown four interceptions targeting michael pittman um yeah. per next gen stacks and then michael pittman came out after um the loss last week and said maybe i'm not like an important guy in this offense erase the dry board because the wide receiver has spoken Uh, about being unhappy, so you know what happens because you saw what happened last week with Devontae Adams. They will funnel targets Mm. to Pittman
4: to try to keep him happy. Let's give him some credit, though. On Wednesday, unprompted, he called the reporters over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and said, "Like man, I was in my head Sunday. I was kind of being an an ass uh, and uh, apologize."
2: Well, he didn't say he was being an ass. He said, "I'm a sore loser. Yeah. Like I don't, I yeah. hate losing, and like uh, I get that." It was I a mea
4: culpa that. though, unprompted. So I give it to him.
2: Derek Carr, um, he had a heart to heart with Chris Alave. <laughs> and so they've had very productive con- oh, conversations boy. this week, and they had a great uh, week of practice. So we'll see what happens with that. I felt real bad for that wide receiver on Thursday night, the drop, and I liked seeing Alvin Kamara. Uh, take him off the field because he was just sitting alone on the bench with the game long over The mm. so good leadership from Kamara. And then my last thought, because we don't get to talk about Thursday night football when we're not on the games, Greg Kamara's is fascinating in this offense because he just gets the ball constantly. And Derek Carr, who's never been afraid of a checkdown, now has one of the great checkdown running backs of his era in Kamara. It was tough to watch Kamara unable to crack that end zone. I know he's hyperproductive, productive but the old Kamara in yeah. that game finds the goal line and gets himself over. That's the slight difference with him that he doesn't have that same, whatever it is, is just a little bit off where he doesn't have that same nose for the end zone, which he was unparalleled a few years back.
4: I agree with you. He's not forcing as many missed tackles, but five or six of those throws were Carr coming to the check down too quickly.
2: Right. I'm kind of referring to that one red zone driver. Yep. They, I- they said, I'm going to give you the ball four times ak get in and he didn't but uh man he's a ppr monster i'll tell you that <laughs> all right uh and oh one last note Ursay, owner of the Colts, came out and said that the nfl now this is what the owner of the Colts said yeah that the nfl said both those calls were wrong late against cleveland both uh against <laughs> the same uh defensive back um his name is escaping me does anybody recall it uh, both the defensive holding against Cooper and then the P.I. when the ball was on, almost thrown into the front row. Was it Dallas Baker? Doesn't help. It doesn't help uh, the standings. But I guess if I'm a Colts fan, I'm like, okay, at least the NFL said we
4: boofed it. Well, but they're also going to fine Jim Irsay based on past yeah. precedent yeah, for saying that publicly, which he doesn't care. That's
3: fine. <laughs> but I like And Ursay says things you don't want him to say. Uh, we I all get that. Care. He says things.
4: I oh, you would it, care. I, you would care, Roberts,
2: if it was the Bills. Right.
3: I liked it. He came out and said this. <laughs> I liked that He did that. Yeah, you want your
2: owner to, yeah. to hold the NFL's feet to the fire if they if they boof it. Yeah, of course. That was more.
4: I don't care that I'm getting fined as Jim. <laughs> oh, like, okay. right. He's printing okay. money. He doesn't care. <laughs> but no, it's always <laughs> good for them to, like, speak up about a mistake. But yeah, that was more of a Ursa not caring about. I like it when, Eric, uh, you, when you too. wear this uh, buttoned this up bills, bills, buttoned sure, up yeah. po- polo. It really pops. You know, I, I don't want. I want to dress up for game day, but I just don't like wearing a jersey around the, okay. the office. Take
2: so. down that one lapel, um, breast side, uh, heart side. Yeah, down a little bit. There we go. Yeah, there you go. And look how clean that mustache is.
4: Cleaned up, you know? It looks good. Need some camera you, time on this you. This is why you watch the YouTube channel. Do you put wax on it? Do you no, it's not. Product? Okay. No. Just no. curious.
0: Thursdays, I know there, I, I know God, there might be
4: some camera time on Thursdays, so you get a, you know, <laughs> yeah. You don't and really he's got, razor it all the time. Tightly he'll be down there in makeup. And there's a
2: Tyson <laughs> Bajan thing going on right now because look how clean-cut Roberts looks. And then... You know, you start, you know, pulling up the sleeve or you see him in a pair of shorts. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah. am, I, am I at the uh, Bikers Association of America? Got to see me on the weekend for yeah. sure. Yeah.
3: I would say that this show has a history of producers angling for increasing and increasing camera time as the months <laughs> go uh, on. And I'm not suddenly we got break. Eric in that tornado. I would.
2: Yeah. I think you've, you've really maneuvered yourself very well, Eric, <laughs> and you're doing a great job as our producer. Uh, Mark, back to you.
3: All right. I'll take uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Patriots getting nine and a half in this um, huge like season saving or salvaging victory against the Bills. I don't know if they can if they could do if they could ever pull it off in Miami. That would be wild. Um, I feel like the, no, dating back to like the middle of the 1800s, weird things happen to the Patriots in Miami.
4: Usually so, not good. You have a bad, yeah, have bad bad. Yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Weird yeah. things Rob being Gronkowski, like atypical. Uh, trying to make a tackle on a, on a return. Yeah. That, that, those sort of things. I feel
3: like those things don't matter, but then they kind of just seems to happen every year. Um, I, I do look back at the first game, though, where I think Miami against Philadelphia and like the two winning teams they've faced, they lost both of them. Um, I, I don't know what that tells me about the Dolphins. It's a little concerning. Uh, they couldn't run the ball last week. I think it's really important that someone like Raheem Mostert, who blew up for 121 yards and two touchdowns with a 43-yard scamper against New England. Like, scamper! If you can do that, like you're fine. You're absolutely fine because the, the only other thing about their offense, like Mostert actually did not practice. He's got a banged up ankle. Tyreek Hill has a banged up hip. It's like if you start to lose parts, like then it's Mike mcDaniel's challenge Mike McDaniel's challenge to get out of not being able to do what he's done week after week. But I, I, I'm leaning on the concept that what happened against New England had a lot to do with the bills being in a funk. Um, and some of their strengths may be working against Buffalo. But to
4: do it two weeks in a row, I, I can't get on board with that. So Tyreek Hill did return on Thursday, which great news because the the vibes didn't sound great with him. Right. On Wednesday, but it sounds like he'll be back for this game. It's, it's a big time test, I think, for both coaches. I think playing Belichick the second time is a unique test in general mm. in the AFC East. But it, it goes the other way, too. So McDaniel and him having to go against each other twice in such a short time. I think you look at what the Patriots did last time they played, which was just back the hell up and uh, try to prevent the big play and slow it down. And they did an okay job at that. But I think they'll look at what Philadelphia did and was really effective. And I think really interesting, which is Philadelphia really sold out to stop the run. I, I, I you know, they also played almost entirely in zone coverage and they were in cover two, just totally backed up trying to prevent the big play. I mean, mostly everyone does that. But they really made a point to have a lot of guys on the line of scrimmage and, and prevent the run from getting going and put them in long yardage situations. It's an interesting way to attack the Dolphins, and, and it worked quite well.
2: Ma- massive, massive, and I buy into this, trap game implications for the Dolphins. Um, coming off Philadelphia in primetime, you get the Pats at home, and then you go to Kansas City next week in primetime. To Germany. Hmm. Uh oh shoot, that's right, nine thirty AM. Lower prime time. They're in Germany for Stop. Christ's sake. So the idea, uh, they're they're trying to find their passports on, on Saturday on Saturday <laughs> night when maybe they should be studying uh what's going on with the with the Patriots team. That this is gonna sound silly, but it is a fact is a fact. You yeah, they had when things were in there, the little rock bottom moment there, that two week stretch, Greggy, which is very tough for uh you and the and the Pats fans, thirty eight three, thirty four zip. They've had since they've had the Buffalo win. And in general, every other game other than those two, it's been the losses have been seven points or less. So it's not, they, and, and they, they did, they did less than six weeks ago, uh, kind of shut down the Miami tack or slow it down. So while this certainly, certainly could be 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter, I guess it's just that old check maybe has something up his sleeve. And the fact that Miami, has yet to earn the benefit of the doubt that they could roll over anybody they want. I see them rolling over certain teams and not others, and I don't think the Dolphins. Well, one so of they those
3: destroyed teams, lesser opponents, Patriots. no doubt. But I, I, I just re, I refuse to accept that the Patriots, like especially on offense, have been reborn. I mean, prior to the Bills game, their point totals last four weeks were 15 points three. They got shut out by the Saints. Give me a break. And
2: seventeen against the Well I didn't say that the offense the Patriots offense I, I is boring. Like you've got
3: you got to find a they way Ugly it up. If they're the different. Dolphins can run though, if the Dolphins can do it with Mostert, like you've got to find a way to hang
4: around with Miami. And I just like how is well there's New England's way out. They're they're a different offense.
2: now. They've already done
4: it. They they've gotten their offensive line healthier. So when they playing right tackle really shores up what I what I was saying it was the weakest position in football and then Cole Strange returning at guard. I think they have they have a good Started good enough, starting five now in the offensive line. And that was a problem. And then uh, we got pop Douglas, Mark. We're a different team here with pop Douglas. Pop Douglas. It's crazy that uh, Goes without a late round rookie, like, you know, gadget looking type of player is obviously the best, most explosive offensive player on the Patriots. It's not even like a question. He's literally the only one on the team that can make anyone miss. Uh, they also don't have Christian Gonzalez who played really well in that first game helping out against Tyree kill. And instead you got JC Jackson, who's thinking I already got roasted by Tyree kill in week one with the chargers. Now I get traded to another team. Then I got to go deal with Tyree kill. That's not fun.
0: All right, let's take a break and we'll close out the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, Back to back picks for Zuzer. Those has got
2: five games. <laughs> no, we'll I only it. got two eyes, folks. <laughs> we'll have to work that out. Um, let's start. Um, interesting. All right, so there are two. The two teams in the Super Bowl are from last year are available. Is that right? That's how this this ended up.
3: This, well, I think it's the opponents it are playing that.
2: Let's start with then uh, let's start with the Chiefs at the Broncos. Um, Chiefs getting seven points here as they should. In fact. A little generous for the Broncos. I think so too. Now the Denver Broncos have played better. I think like the Patriots, we've probably seen probably seen the worst of them this year, and now they're gonna start kind of figuring things out and hanging in games and not being a laughing stock. But you know, I think it was interesting to see certain things with the Chiefs offense. You saw vintage Travis Kelsey last week for the kind of first time, where it was like, okay, that's that's the dude. You saw vintage Mahomes who, you know, his ability, his peerless ability to just manipulate and fool defenses uh, with his ability outside the pocket. I mean, he's at his peak form and just creating uh, big plays just with his eyes and his legs and his uh, his uncanny ability to know exactly where the line of scrimmage is. Uh, and then you have Rasheed Rice, who they've been waiting. Who is the guy that's going to step up? it's rice and you look at all the data points behind it his ability he's he's their slot guy now and he is their yards after catch guy over the middle and he's filling he's filling a very important role if this stays where it is so we everybody talked about Kadarius tony before the season he's just a guy he'll always be just a guy and they maybe even can even use someone else greg um uh with the trade deadline coming up Nicole hardman is is just a guy himself Ah, uh, but you're starting to see the got Chiefs. Got a lot of guys,
4: though. They got get rid of some. It's right, bringing anyone in. You,
2: you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say the Chiefs um, might be starting to figure it out on offense again, and with that defense that they're paired with, they're scary. They,
4: you know, are the Super Bowl favorites. IMO. Uh, hey, that's what they. All right, is. we got we got all the youth yeah. culture involved uh, now.
2: Cut that for social I mean, and send it to it, the you don't local need, middle school. You don't
4: need to know more than <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and with one of the better defenses in the league. That's all you need to know. And the fact that the offense is coming off a good game, I'm not going to say the offense is back, though, because just two weeks ago against this very same Broncos team who at the time had a historically bad defense, the Chiefs offense but didn't really do said try. it was a sign they were
2: maybe figuring
4: yes, things I, out. Yes, I tend to agree because, again, it's Patrick Mahomes and, and a really good offensive line. So... That's the mismatch to me, and that's ultimately the problem for the rest of the NFL is the Chiefs' pass protection has been incredible this year, and you have a matchup this week where it's like, okay, you want to throw Nick Benito and and Zach Allen and Jonathan Cooper at us? Like, okay, good luck with that. Uh, I have a feeling we're scoring more than 19 points this time around. I don't like the two matchups in three weeks. I know the NFL schedule makers are in a tough spot, and it happens – once or twice a it's year, It's just bots say. now,
2: I think. Remember, it used to be like they put them in a conference no, room do, with cigarettes that. and, uh, you know, send what in takeout for three Five. months and lock the door and figure out the schedule, you ghouls. And now it's just like AI, figuring out matchups.
4: It, it is, is it's
2: primarily done by AI, not, we were, not a human.
4: We were just process. in London doing this recap if, like a week ago, it feels like it, it is is silly. Maybe the Denver defense, though, now Mark is uh, is normal. I don't know. Well, two weeks they played normal. They they did. Um,
3: you know, 19 points against the Chiefs, True. 17 against a pretty shaky Packers offense. I, I'm not taking too much from any of that, but I think that you look at like what had occurred in that game when they played them just days ago. It feels like Travis Kelsey had a huge monster performance. I, a, I mean, I mean, I think that can happen again, no problem. And it's like, on, in what area does Denver outshine Kansas City on any level? It's well, like
4: I, They haven't beat him in how many years? Uh,
3: 16 straight I mean,
4: losses. Yeah. But Patrick I think the Mahomes, answer is not at all. They didn't have Justin. No, they did have Justin Simmons back for that game. They go. He had the interception over Mahomes. Mahomes My is 29-3 versus the AFC West and
3: 16 straight wins over the Broncos. They don't match up well. And this is one of the messier versions of the
2: Broncos defense. We've seen. I think if you're Sean McVay, uh, not Sean McVay, Sean Payton, you're just like, how do I get out of here without being humiliated again? Mm. And it is th- the scary thing, I think, Greg, is we say things like, ah, the Chiefs, you know, as recently, two weeks ago, they're still funky. They are still uh, second in total yards. They are first and third down percentage. Wow. They are, they are six, tied for six in points per game. Like, and that's after a kind of slow start. Yep. They, I think... There is going to be a Greg. There could be a conversation, and we should move on. But when we're at in Vegas for the Super Bowl, God willing, um, is this the best Chiefs team yet? That is going to be maybe the narrative around the AFC.
4: Well, they're going to have to Hmm. show me more offensively, but certainly, certainly the best defense. And oh, by the way, they added Charles Menahou, who's been a very productive player off of his suspension for domestic violence last week, and he had you know an immediate impact for their for their team. This run, by the way, the Broncos, the running offense, very good. Yeah. They did a nice job showcasing Judy and Sutton last week. They both had nice games. The offense is actually average. I don't know if that's good enough, but the offense is okay. So it's a showcase day. We're going to showcase Judy and Sutton for the trade Ugh, deadline. Please. Um, can we just, and I hated it when it happened in 07. I hated it. In the moment had
2: happened when a, a Raiders future hall of famer got traded and was all of a sudden playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Randy Moss and Tom Brady made beautiful magic. Maybe it's time for the Raiders. Can you imagine if Devonte Adams was
4: well, playing? Well, why would magic they do that? They're, have, not we, gonna they're not going to help out. We whispered about that on imagine. this show. I, but I'm just saying for fun. Mark think about Davis. them together. Yes, that would be terrific. Yep. Jeff Mark Davis Jeff is not. Terry! I actually think he is spiteful enough. He would never allow that to happen. Is he, though? We don't know, Mark, like we knew Al. I hang out.
3: I I did meet (laughs) Mark Davis at the Super Bowl.
4: You hang out with him in the uh, the bars a lot. Yeah. 100 seconds. The AFC West is not helping out the Chiefs as they clinch their 17th straight division You know what another thing,
2: if you want to talk about traits of the Raiders historically, unpredictable. You're right. I'm just saying I would Erratic. love it. Well, that, I would love actually my favorite teams in the AFC, so I don't want to see this, but it would be fun as hell. It's the, it's the, they do need another wide it's receiver. It's the
3: juiciest landing spot for Devontae Adams by far.
2: Uh, which is why we did not even bring it up in the You're the GM segment. Well done by all involved. All right. The, finally, Eagles at Commanders.
4: Your fifth game. Oh, yeah. With it, I am not looking forward to the post-show rejiggering. This is confusing. Um that's uh, blame the AI bots. Yeah.
2: They yeah, did it. they they stuck it to us. They did it. Uh yeah. <laughs> Sam Howell is uh he's he's gonna be the he's gonna be the decider here whether this game is a blowout or not. Uh if he's throwing the ball for grabs and he's running for his life, terrible job by the offensive line against the Giants. Um, then, uh, there's going to be some turnovers and then the Eagles are going to just start humming and this is going to be grim. Uh, but Greggy, uh, are we still in the point
4: where we're a little bit nervous about the Philly offense? We were just talking about KC. No. Okay. No, I mean, they're, they're a little meat and potatoes. It's not a lot of variation. I, I think it was interesting that Vic Fangio <sighs> was in that building and knows that team, you know? he made a very similar approach to what the Eagles did defensively. And he really played They played in base defense that whole game. And they said, we're going to stop your running game if at all possible. And we think we have a better chance of winning. If Hertz is throwing the ball down the field. And they did get a couple of turnovers uh, out of it. And it that to me is telling. I just don't know if the commanders are set up to possibly do it. They didn't do it when they played earlier this year, but neither did the Eagles defense. The worst performance by the Eagles defense all season was against these commanders. They actually didn't really get after Sam Howell that well in that, yeah. in that game. Sam Howell was kind of throwing the ball all over the field. It was a fun game. This matchup over the last few years, including the commanders, you know, win over them last year has been, you know, very close down to the wires. It's one of those division matchups. So I think six and a half points. A little too much for Washington uh, for the okay. Eagles. It might uh, I be. Like it. I
3: mean, like I w- Howell—they may not have gotten to him in the way that he's been gotten to in other games, but he was pressured 27 times Ooh. by the Eagles, which is 27 tied for the most. How many quarters did they okay, play? Maybe right, maybe it I'm was wrong. tied for the most in a game <laughs> by any player in 2023. Holy other than the Jeez. fact that the, he was tied what? with himself what? against what? in that terrible what? Buffalo game what? for Howell.
4: So, um, so they didn't finish those plays. Not enough. I they guess. didn't.
3: But I also think it's like all, every, week after week, it's like is the offense in a shape. I just look at the defense. They allowed really under 200 good. yards passing to the Dolphins 45 on the ground. We talked about how they did that. Um, Hertz, the giveaways have been the issue, but Hertz is playing awesome. Otherwise, like I I'm not really, it's not like, Oh, last year, maybe not exactly what we're going to consistently like
4: Hertz is doing incredible things. It's been a couple of flurry of giveaways that have caused problems. The he Jets hurt his knee in that game though. So that, that is something to watch. He's definitely playing this week. But just something to watch, whether he's as mobile, whether he can run the ball as much, because that, that would change their offense quite a bit.
2: And let's, let's give him some love, because he deserves it. And Greg loves it. He has major fantasy implications. Greg was like a, a schoolboy when we were in the theater room watching A.J. Brown do it again in primetime. <laughs> this man has 701 yards since week three, receiving five consecutive games with at least 125 yards. Wow through the air that ties him with Calvin Johnson and Mark, somebody that played uh, when you were in elementary school, Pat Studstill, uh, the 1966 Lions, were no, the longest not, streak. I was not even on the earth, but continue. in <laughs> With 125 plus receiving yards in NFL history. And like what I was saying with CeeDee Lamb, um, he is like, like his counterpart, rest in peace, the 2023 Phillies, Bryce Harper, like he's the showman. Like when they need a big play, they just... He's just, got, he's just a killer. He is a killer for this Philly offense and is definitely in the running for Offensive Player of the Year. Ooh. I, I would mean, say, how can he not be? Yeah, No, you're no, right. of
3: course. I would say, like, you, the, you just can't drop this if you're the Eagles. You, your schedule is... Oh, they'll like, take care of it. Well, they will. I, I agree. L- list one's coming up, though. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners,
2: Cowboys, Seahawks. Six and a half, uh, we said. Yeah, that was the spread. Okay.
4: It's a, it's a dangerous one. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, racking it up. Uh, it's an interesting one for Washington, too, though, just because, again, trade deadline. It's fairly on my radar. They need to push back the trade deadline two weeks. But Washington, there's this whole idea that Chase Young could get traded or or maybe someone else from this team. And, and it makes sense. But it's like, is Ron Rivera making the decisions? Because Ron Rivera knows he's out at the end of this year. So who would be making him make any trades? Because if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm not trading a thing. What What does a second round pick next year do any good for me? But if they're three and five, maybe there's pressure from above saying you got it. You got to make a move. I don't know.
3: Well, it's new ownership. So I don't know what the relationship is there in terms of telling Ron Rivera what he has to do. But Martin Mayhew doesn't strike me as like a super empowered general manager. No,
4: it's Rivera. It's Rivera making the calls. Fire up your Philadelphia
2: defenses in fantasy because they're getting after Sam Howell. And they're going to be playing from behind Washington. And he's going to start throwing it up for grabs. And it could be Grizzly. I love
4: that for the Eagles.
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right, Greg. That's a new one. Another fan. Another team on the list. All right. Eagles,
4: Seahawks, Ravens on an island. Only one team can continue to exist. It's really not about one team. It's about one man. So it's it's the Seahawks right now. <laughs> Why do you Gino Trump's so all. Well, I just want it. It's been an amazing <laughs> Journey. Why
2: is it so personal, though? The
3: love. It's not.
4: <laughs> it's, it's been a fun journey, and it's like for you. How fun <laughs> can this get? Because this team is kind of frisky. Can right. he? Can he be in a big spot in a divisional round game? That would be fun. Like that. Let, let's All push right. it further. You want to see how far the
2: Geno coaster
4: goes?
3: I wish we had an AI service that could tell us like who's been mentioned the most over the last like eighteen months. Because it's got to be Geno Smith number one. Yeah. And
2: then the number two. Well, would rogers be half as there. many times roger got a lot of play this summer. So, but he's been Gino off the grid is, for the most part. Has
4: a thousand Jordan minutes, gets a, thousand a lot of minutes comparison. logged on this <laughs> Jordan. podcast. <laughs> Jordan we'll is up there.
2: Jordan is up
4: there. Um, Jordan comes.
2: All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we will be back uh, Thursday night. Uh, Mark and I with recap of Thursday night football, a matchup between Mark. The Bills and the Bucks. Thank you very much and uh so make sure you check out that and our nfl plus dreamatorium content rolling out and everything else we've sent your way this week we appreciate your patronage until next time (laughs) heed the call